Hey, this is the diabolical Sam Triple A. You're listening to Yuck Yuck's podcast, home of champions. Looking for the perfect hassle-free gift? Give the gift of laughter. Visit yuckyucks.com to purchase and print gift certificates instantly. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What's going on, my little yuckamaniacs? This is your host, Jake Hirsch. Welcome to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. What a fantastic episode we got in store for you today. I'm excited about it. I talked a bit about it last week, but it is here. And I hope you guys enjoyed the Paul Can episode last week. What a great guy. Hilarious. Very funny. Very charming. He always got that uh, little bit of a Ricky Gervais thing going on, which I always loved about Paul. And he runs a great room. Go down and check him out. Cafe Blanca. Uh, check him out on Facebook. And uh, yes, today I'm excited. But hey, first off, how is everybody doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'll tell you exactly why I'm doing wonderful. Man, things are popping off. I tell you right now, things are absolutely uh, uh, brewing, uh, and busting at the seams, I guess, uh, if, if, uh, if a better analogy can be found, uh, uh, busting at the seams, we've got shows booked. We've got, uh, Oh man. Uh, before I, before I go on though, I do have to get a little, a uh, little emotional here because I didn't end up getting nominated for Canadian comedy award. Uh, it was an honor even being, uh, 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 nominated as a nominee, I guess that's what it is. Nominated as a nominee. Is that, is that, is, is that a thing? I was nominated as a nominee. Uh, yeah, somebody voted and said, Hey, I think this guy should probably, and I know I've got probably some strong votes, but, uh, you know, you're going up against people like trailer park boys and stuff like that. It's difficult to do, you know, Graham Clark out in uh, Vancouver, who's been doing his podcast for, for a very long time. Uh, but you know, well-deserving at the same time. I mean, some of these shows that, uh, that I went up against are, are very tough competition and, and they deserve uh, all the accolades in the world as well. But I like to think that I'm, uh, you know, trying to, uh, uh, you know, uh, shine a little light, it's a little spotlight on Canadian comedy. And, and each week we do a little something here on the Yuck Yucks comedy podcast, a labor of love of mine. And, uh, but Hey, aside from that, great news, everybody, I'm coming to Toronto. Yay. Yeah, that's right. I'm coming to Toronto bitches. Uh, and I don't mean that in a female sense. I mean that for all you people out there who said I could never make it. I'd never be anybody in life. I'm joking. Uh, no, I'm coming to Toronto. I'm going to come and watch some of these fine acts all across the country uh, as they all gravitate uh, there for a, a huge showcase. And I'm hoping to get some more dynamite interviews for some uh, fantastic, fantastic artists. Uh, again, a comedy showcase out in Toronto. I'll be there from the 25th to the 29th. I am back for a little bit. And then I'm back out to Pender Harbor, BC for another huge comedy show. We've got shows everywhere coming up, folks. I'm telling you right now, check it out, yuckyucks.com. And if you want to check out the on-tour stuff that I'm doing, uh, feel free to visit my website, jakehirsch.ca. I think I'm allowed to uh, to say that on here uh, to promote my own website. Uh, jakehirsch.ca uh, for any updates on the shows that I put on, uh, whether that be at uh, Yuck Yucks here in Calgary or whether that be on the Yuck Yucks on-tour show. Uh, either one, we're always out in the field doing tons of stuff. Myself and the other agent on here, Kelly. Kelly Damore uh, puts on just fantastic shows all throughout Western Canada. Be sure to check us out, uh, jkirsch.ca, or find Kelly Damore on Facebook, and you will see all the shows that she has uh, put on throughout Western Canada as well. Get at us if you are interested in putting on a show. Or, you know, I've, I've gotten some emails lately. People are like, hey, I live in this little small town, or, you know, my parents live in this small town, and they never get anything. They never get shows out there. So would you mind putting on a show? I just got an email the other day from a good friend of mine that said, hey, Remember me from high school? Well, guess what? This town, just by uh, where I live now, it needs a comedy show. And, and so, yes, it, every little bit helps. And, and what's great is that I get to come out and hang out with you, right? Jake Hirsch. <laughs> You're like, who the hell is that? All right. On the show this week, we've got Kathleen McGee. That's right. Your favorite McGee, Kathleen. Now, we shared this episode. She posted this one on her podcast a little while ago, but I was out in Vancouver. I grabbed a beer. We sat on her balcony. We talked. We smoked. We had fun. We talked business. We talked shop, and it was nothing short of a blast. Uh, another episode I'm coming up with shortly is called The Master's Class, and that's interviewing headliners that have been in the game for a long time and who've got great 
great advice for young and up and coming comedians. So without further ado, let's talk to Kathleen McGee because we haven't talked in over a year on a podcast. She was one of the first ones I did for Yucky X Comedy Podcast. We became friends instantaneously. And next thing you know, it's a year and a bit later and we're doing an update and this is it. Check out her website, KathleenMcGee.ca. But in the meantime, you can listen to her right here. When he was a kid, he was uh, a musician, and of course, you know, when you're young, you don't have money for all that stuff, uh, instruments for your band and stuff. Yeah. So he went to this, like, local shop, and the guy would always give him credit, like, even if he didn't, he was just a kid. And so the guy was like, yeah, man, you can do payments. So that's why if you go to Long and McQuaid, uh, if you uh, buy something, you could, if you don't have money for it, you can put it on credit for free. For real? Yeah, you don't have to have credit history or like they don't do a credit check. And you could anything. just pay it down and pay you it down. You could just pay it down. So like anybody that just walks in there, uh, like myself, yeah. like I was new to Canada, didn't have any credit at all. I walk in there and I buy literally like three thousand dollars worth of equipment, lights, yeah. you know, the whole nine yards, and it's like sixty bucks a month. And it's like, here you go. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, like the Zoom recorder, like anything you get. Wow, you that's can just some good get... tips for Canadian artists who are broke. Yeah. But yeah. I had no Long idea. McQuaid is like uh, free Long financing. Long McQuaid. We do a commercial for him. <laughs> Amber's talking. Oh, okay. Ryan Long's family. Is that. Ryan He's a Long? comic from Toronto. Really no funny way. guy. He was in a band called uh, uh, the fuck. What are they? No, not the Kill Cats. You adorable. Uh, shit, I can't remember. But it's like if they were like a super. Like they punk, had like some fame. Punk or rock yeah, band or something? like yeah. yeah, they were like so, sort of like a really fun. He's hilarious. He's really funny. He's yeah. He's. He's oh, like really? the super, he, he's like a very, he's, uh, people have called him the James Kennedy of Toronto. Do you know James Kennedy of out oh, in Vancouver? Yes. They're both, because yeah. the, they sort of have the same thing. They both were in bands. They both found comedy after and they got, re- they're really good at it. Like, right, right. Uh, so it wasn't like, it, it, their trajectory was super fast because right. they they already had that performing instinct from their bands. Interesting. And Yeah, um, it's like they weren't afraid to get behind the mic and entertain yeah. the crowd. Yeah. And they're both like good looking, charismatic, charming dudes. James is a looker, by the way. He's a very handsome man. I was doing the poster for the uh, for the show tomorrow night. There, yeah, and and he's a looker. But half of the pictures he's in, he looks like he's like a ski a bum or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's kind of got that. Uh, but that's his thing, though. He's just head look. But yeah, if you don't want, I hate it when comics don't look anything like their headshots. Yeah, or their I act made that is mistake nothing. Because I did that one with Scott uh, Scott Dumas, <laughs> and he didn't look anything like. Well, because he kept like I just kept saying like, "Hey, man, I need I need your headshot or whatever," and you know he would like, he got back to me like super fast he's like yeah yeah he goes just grab one off my website so i go to the website and i, I mean i don't know i just grabbed the fucking yeah. picture and it, it was like he was like 24 <laughs> <laughs> so he gets up on stage and he actually it's like it was a great opening bit because he comes up on stage he like undoes like undoes the poster and he's like were you guys expecting this guy he's like yeah i'm him but this was me like when i had hopes and dreams 20 years ago oh whatever. my god that's amazing so it, was, it was a good opener like i i like sending funny. one where I'm like 40 pounds heavier. <laughs> and then I show up and they're like, oh my God, you look amazing. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. That's brilliant. That's so I brilliant. I do that. Yeah. I always have my bad headshot. Like, I just lost 40 pounds. Because you'll see comics that send their good looking headshot and then they right. show up all fat and gross. <laughs> and people are like, like oh, well, was, thanks for coming this weekend. But I when you show that's up. That's kind of like what Tinder's like too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't. But I always like, I always like, I would rather be, be better looking in person. Right. Then, like, they look I would like rather be a pleasant surprise, surprise yeah. than a, than a, oh, than a fuck. fucking letdown. <laughs> I'd rather be a pleasant surprise than an off oh, fuck. Yeah, there's nothing worse than walking into a club and the manager looks at you like, oh, Jesus Christ. Look or a not again. <laughs> not again. Why does this always happen to me? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, okay, so mean. the last time you and I sat down, uh, on a podcast was uh, when I first started the Yuck Yucks podcast. It yeah. was over a year ago. Way over a year ago. Almost two years Almost now, two years. And, and uh, a lot's changed. Yeah. Yeah. 
you're still broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot's changed. Kathleen, you're still broke. I'm joking, uh, I'm joking. You haven't lost that 40 pounds <laughs> that you said you were going to lose on no, that No, I was podcast. just thinking back to our first podcast. It is true, it I am still broke. <laughs> but I'm happy still, so. But you're in a better place. Yeah, I'm, I'm living in Vancouver. I don't know if I was living in Vancouver. I think you just moved, moved there. Yeah. I'm still here, and I love it, It's and I live in a nice... Okay, that's my landlord's dog, Laika. She's just joining <laughs> us on the podcast. Wonderful uh, dog. You have a whole crew of wonderful dogs here. We it's do. Like we Caesar do. Milan out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like things are pretty good. I I keep on working. All right, this is ridiculous. We're working here. It's professional set. You're embarrassing me. Do you want me to put you in the closet again? You know what I think that mm-hmm. is? I think dogs need to feel needed. Like, they need yeah. to feel relevant. So they still have to bark once in a while just to show people, like, we don't fuck around. I think that's why I like cats over dogs. Do you? You're a cat? I mean, cat I love person? dogs, but I love cats more. You and the reason... The cat caf- cafe even, right? I do. I love the cafe here. But I think the reason I like a cat is because a cat is an asshole and it's not a pushover. But like I think that, you know what, though, and, and this is, I could be 100% wrong, but I used to have this theory about cat people and dog people, and cat people, I always thought, were personalities that usually loved too much or gave too much. I disagree. I think it's the opposite. Really? Because I always think, like... Well, like, maybe cat like people... You attra- like, like, cats attract people who give them lots of love, and cats have that attitude of, like, I don't have to give you shit, so or... Oh, cat people, but cats in general, like, I'm going to kill you. That's enough. Hey. You're ruining this for me. This is our shining moment. Um, but cat, yeah, I find yeah. that cats are like, in like cats when we're talking about, I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about right. the animal. The animal, yeah. I like cats because uh, they're they're dicks and they're independent and they, you you know, they don't unconditionally love you. Dogs will un- unconditionally love you, but I don't like people that are like dogs. Like, I don't want somebody No, that's no, no, like but, like, the fact that your personality is one that's attracted to cats. Yeah. Do you think that that, can that transfer over to your personal life, too? Yeah, maybe it's like, I, I want you to love me. You must love well, me. No, no, but it's like, it's like, <laughs> no, no, but, like, but like there's, uh, like, I think in, in human terms, that would be the equivalent of, like, uh, dating somebody or being in a relationship with someone who doesn't treat you, like, with his, the same amount of love and respect that you give them. Yeah, like you got to you know chase I mean? them around. Exactly. Yeah. And I always associate cats with being like somebody I have to chase all the time. Yeah, that's true. And dogs are always like there the for needy, you, loyal you know, partner who's just like, yeah, I love you. I'm here every day. I'm happy. Yeah. Right. But I also think like I get terrified when somebody is in d- is dependent on me. <laughs> like that's why I don't want kids. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> like a cat, I could put down a bowl of food and it would hang out for at least a week and it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But like a vacation. dog, you put down a bowl of food it eats it all pukes it up eats the puke pukes it up yeah. eats the puke pukes it <laughs> yeah and then chews on your couch just and then fun. like shits yeah. all over everything and then dies yeah that's true that's, that's true. too much that's too much needing yeah that's yeah. too much needing i can't be needed that much anyway i'm realizing that the train can get off the tracks here pretty quick yeah i get off uh, track really I, fast it's my fault i do it all the time yeah. but uh but okay so yeah a lot's changed for you in, in the past year and a half um, you, you seem like you're, uh, in a great place as far as, uh, your career is, is, is going well. It, it, uh, I think it's going okay. It's going good. I could be working more. Yes. I want to work every yeah. fucking weekend. You should be working every I weekend. I do. Yeah. We were, I was just talking to this in the car with Amber. Like I, I get it. I'm not going to be famous. It's not about me being famous. Do you think that though? Well, you really think that? Yeah. I don't think I'm, I'm getting too old for it to happen as a woman. Like maybe if I was a dude. See, I don't think so. And I was just having yeah, this conversation. People keep saying it's changing, but it's not changing because they keep on saying, Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer, she's the only one out there now. Like, she's the only woman that anyone pays attention to anymore. She's she's yeah. the gold standard of female comics now, which is great, but, like, also, like, there are other female comics out there, people. Yeah, but I think that that's because, I, I think, and, and that's just, I think that says a lot about society in general where we kind of put up these people flavor of the month yeah type of thing. like we're very trendy people like and then we rip them apart and then, oh my exactly. god yeah we anytime i th- throw dirt on people anytime like, i think i want to be famous i go and i look at amy schumer's twitter and i go and i look at her ads like people yeah. that or i'll search amy schumer and yeah. i'm like oh god i don't want to be famous yeah the well, abuse look at that, that she uh, takes every day yeah Ugh. how about that comedian from saturday night live or the I leslie say jones comedian. yeah sketch or i don't know she's a stand-up she Is was she? a stand-up before she was a i remember seeing her in really la before, doing stand-up yeah. she was a, a stand-up in la before she's yeah, not a she's sketch performer attacked like horribly yeah it's like, disgusting to the point of where she had to disable her social media like as a celebrity i mean that says a lot about i don't think that people under 
stand the power of the their words. Of yeah. And people are like, oh, I'm just nobody. They're not even going to notice. I right. I notice the hurtful things way more than I notice the nice things. Is that like a weird obsession, though, is to check like those types I of things? I don't like checking those things. But this is an example. Like, I get uh, notifications from my YouTube sent to, like, a Google Gmail account, uh, email oh, okay. that I never use, but it right. still comes to my phone. Right. And I ne- nobody ever goes on my YouTube and comments or anything like that. Like, it's not a very – I just don't post enough to be, like – uh, to have stuff happening all the time, and right. so I noticed I was like s- this guy commented on like seven videos, and I went to go look, and he just was saying the most hor- hurtful, mean, like oh, vile things to about me, and and under my videos, and it like I was just like fuck it, I took down all my videos, wow. but they're also old, so I needed to take them down. Yeah, but, but still, like but it just was just like no, I don't want this guy to be able to get to me any at all, right? And I'd like, and that's the thing is like I don't know how. Like, when people are famous, I guess you'd have to talk to somebody that actually has to deal with this on a daily basis. Right. But I already got enough, like, shitty people on my social media, and I'm a nobody. Well, it's it's that's actually funny that you bring it up. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, because you are very outspoken. You're very opinionated, especially on social media. But, you know, as being, like, someone who's your friend and in the business with you, uh, I love that part about you, that you speak your mind and you're opinionated. What I don't like is that everybody there's always an asshole that takes it serious like even when you're trying to say something just in life in jest yeah yeah Yeah. or or like your observation like somebody comes out of their way to say your opinion or your observation is wrong and and i don't understand why people just can't shut the fuck up and let people have the opinion i think i'm going to start deleting comments i don't like and i somebody once said well if you don't like people commenting on stuff then don't put it up there i'm like fuck you this is my social media i can do whatever i want with yeah, it yeah and i had a guy come on and i because i posted about um i posted something oh i posted that john oliver clip where he broke down all the shitty things that hillary's done and all the shitty things that trump has done right and this dude keeps on coming on to my every time i post something about he's american right and he's also one of those guys who's like i still love your comedy but this is bullshit blah 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 right so he came on and he goes I can't stand John Oliver. His reporting in quotes is bullshit. And I'm like, you're the only person I've ever heard. But I'm like, I'm like, he goes, I don't respect him. And so I said, I don't respect your comment. Right. And then he's like, why are you coming at me? I'm like, (laughs) I'm not coming at you. You came at me. You came onto my page and commented on my thing. Have I ever once gone into your page and commented? No. Right. Right. If you come on and you have your opinion, I'm still entitled to my opinion. And if you're disagreeing with me, I will Come back at you. Defend it, yeah. I'm not a little pussy. Right, right. And it's just like, it, it's been it's happening crazy. so much, but like, and I don't want people to think I mean, I just want people to think that I have balls and I can stand up for myself. Right, right. And I don't think I'm ever mean to people, but no, people are mean so to me. Yeah, I've seen some people really like, take it way too far. <laughs> Nobody can <laughs> hear you. You're so cute. <laughs> yeah, Amber keeps on like, <laughs> she's super stoned and she keeps on just talking about <laughs> I'm like, no one's going to hear you. <laughs> if I had I a third microphone yeah, over I know. here. <laughs> You're so cute. Um, <laughs> we just went to a great uh, vegetarian restaurant. Yeah, I know. When we got I'm there. I'm in Vancouver, by the way, everybody. You are in Vancouver. Yeah, we're recording from Vancouver. Yay. The land of the vegetarian. This is beautiful out here. It is beautiful. I think it it reminds me of L.A., but it's not the dick part of L.A. Yeah, yeah. It's very California out, out here. Yeah. It's and, it, but, yeah, you're right. It's more like northern Napa Valley type California yeah, than it is Yeah, it's not the LA. dicky people hanging yeah. around. Yeah, it's not Hollywood. Hey, <laughs> what's going on? Who yeah. else is here? <laughs> Who else can I talk to? That's basically what it was. Like, when I lived in Los Angeles, it was just... You went to a restaurant and it was all about like, hey, is yeah. that Ryan Seacrest over there? Yeah. Or is that like Gene Gene Simmons or what? And I'm just like, can we just fucking have breakfast? Like, is that okay? That's you why I like the mean? comedy store. Yeah, I've never been there. That's why I liked hanging out there because I, I mean, all the comics that were in my position were all super nice and super fun and like, I never felt like someone was at the comedy store to be seen. I don't know if it's changed because it's become very popular. Right. So. I mean, yeah, it seems like there's. It's very like obviously it's, it's super just popular blowing now. up because yeah. they're, they're sold out every night. But comedy's in a big blow up again. Like it's right. become a big thing again. They say it's the same thing at the cellar because of like Louis C.K. Yeah. show or whatever. People yeah. like it's tourists are there all the time. Yeah, just because they want to see who's dropping. So I think it. that might kind of wreck the vibe of the comedy store a little bit. I just, but I just, I, there's guys that I miss so much that I met really? down there, and yeah. they're just like the greatest. You've got some friends down there. I've got like some really good friends down there, and yeah. like all I I only met them at the comedy store. 
All the good ones I met at the comedy store. Yeah, and and uh, we don't want to jinx anything, but I mean, hopefully this you can you know be down Get there the for work. Soon. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm being really lazy. <laughs> <sighs> You've got the best attorney in the world. I know. <laughs> working with I, you. I don't know what my problem is. It's the same reason that I've had my album sitting in my inbox for almost a year. And you never published it. Well, he's waiting, like, stand-up records, dance social, probably is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because I have this, like, I've listened, we taped five, I listened to three and hated all three so far. Really? Just because I just, I don't like listening to myself, and... Is that a thing, though? Like, is, are you are you really bad at, like, critiquing everything you do, or no? Yeah, I'm just scared to put anything out there. Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I Let's get back to the whole fame thing, because this ties in with that. I think it's like, like... Is that sabotaging in in a way? I don't like, think do you so. Like, I don't think so. I just don't want to be like one of those comics that's like, oh, YouTube star or like this and that, like, or be one of those comics that I want my album to be really good. There mm-hmm. are comics out there that release an album all the time, and it's just like, or when they're not ready, right. and so everyone's releasing an album now, and then everybody's, oh, I was number one on iTunes in Canada, yeah, right. because you told all your friends to go and and hit the button and. Yeah, the, the popularity shot up immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how, I mean, Ari it's told like me all pod- about the work, algorithms. Yeah. That's why our podcast got shot up. But right. also, the one that you produce with me and mine is, I love my podcast, and I'm it's getting a lot of really good response from it. Yeah, it's I just, just checked the stats the other day, and Ooh. yeah. Well, should, should yeah, share the stats. It's like 6,000 people. What the fuck? Because that one was 8,000, Yeah, and that was a big name. Yeah, you know who I think your biggest episode was so far was uh, Walkinshaw. Oh, because they want to hear us naked. <laughs> well, so I, I think funny. I think I think part of that that's w- awesome too as well. Though I think uh, I think the Ari one actually took the record as the, the first because that was the first the one. very first and one. It, I I got every I asked everybody to pump it up. That was a huge because you debuted in the top one hundred of yeah. ITunes. It was on t- we were twenty one on the comedy chart, the which comedy. I was like I had my other podcast and we never even hit that ever. That's insane. But he's but Ari sat down and told me exactly what to do. I did exactly what he told me, and he was right. Yeah, it's a formula. It's but an algorithm. But yeah. then you also have to be able to keep it up. That's the thing is you got to create the buzz and then find a way to hook uh, people into it, right, to keep it going. Yeah. But it really is that surge of popularity that determines where you are yeah. in the ranking. I've know? been finding that people are coming to my show that have never seen my stand-up but listen to my they podcast. They listen to your podcast. Is that a trip or what? Yeah, that's awesome. That's like, holy shit, I never even thought of that aspect of this where I can find new fans that will come and see my stand-up. Right, right. Instead of just my stand-up fans going to find my podcast. Right, right. But yeah, I've had a few people. I've had people like come and bring me gifts. <laughs> no way. Like I had a show um, uh, in Vancouver as headlining and this, I, I really, I think his name is Ryan. I feel really bad not remembering his name. But he he came up after the show and he was like, is adorable dude and he's like i'm such a big fan he's like i know you're going on tour so i got you a gift and he's like no way sweet little gay boy and he goes and i looked at it he like got me like a travel kit no way like a gift card for starbucks and not a five dollar one like it was ridiculous i was just like that's the sweetest thing i'm and i like i think that like i'm like i'm very grateful and and i always never know like how many times i have to thank people because i always like i always feel like well, should I thank him on the podcast and then thank him in person and then think because I really like can't believe that people will do those kinds of things. It's uh, it's very endearing to know that people care about you on yeah. an existential level where they don't necessarily have this relationship, personal relationship with you, but they feel like they do because they're fans of your comedy or f- of your show. Yeah, it's pretty interesting to see that. And like I like that. That's why I don't want to shut down my social media or yeah. Yeah. that's why I love when people come in and comment. I yeah. do want to engage with people. And, like, even on my Snapchat, yeah. I have it open so anybody can send me a snap. Oh, nice. You don't have to be my friend to send me a snap. But I get, like, really gross snaps. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of this stuff happen. I, I don't mean, have snap Snapchat, but uh, I've heard about, uh, you know, like, people saying that they just get, like, endless supplies of, like, dick pics. Yeah, I'll get dick pics. And, and just, just random shit. I mean, stuff. I always respond to them. Do you? I'm always like, nice one. <laughs> like, what if you took the time to take a picture of your dick and send it to me? I'm not about. Oh. I'm not a princess. Well, I am a. Pr- I am a princess, but not in my comedy career. In my personal life, I'm a major fucking princess. It's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. like I, I when I, yeah, I, you can talk to my family. I have cousins, and they call me princess just because really? of like how I have always been in my whole life. Yeah, we went to go see a psychic together. It was my cousin, right? And the psychic was like, uh, uh, she told me, um, she said, well, "Do you want to do a past lives reading?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I do." Yeah. So, and she had this really cool like concept and I, I need to read up on it because she said that 
past lives, everybody that you come in contact in this life, you've had uh, in your past life. So whether it has been somebody that you met for an hour or somebody that was in your life for a lifetime, right? like you and I could have been mortal enemies in my last Back life. Back in your last life. But you're really? you always run into the same people. So then <laughs> she goes, she says, yeah, you have like, um, you have like um, a royal past. And I'm like, what? And she's like, wow. she's like, yeah, you, you have a royal past. I don't know if it means that you were literal royalty or you were just wealthy. Right. But she's like, this is why in your current life, when people ask you to do menial tasks or, you know, like do things, you're always like, why? <laughs> That's so beneath me. It is. And then my cousin was with me and I was living with my cousin at that right. time. And she burst out laughing. She's like, holy shit. That's exactly <laughs> her. She does That's that shit so all the time. crazy that this. I've heard of this stuff happening before where people will go to like tarot readings and stuff like that. But that a lot of it is really accurate. Do you want to hear the best one? Okay. So I got dumped by a boyfriend when I was 22. And he was my first boyfriend. And it really crushed me. I usually do the first ones. Usually yeah. just rip your fucking heart. Right it was really hard. Yeah. My my like I I was just not dealing with it well. Right. And um, uh, I went to see a psychic, and uh, it was emotional reading. I definitely was sad at it. And then she she said, "Well, she's like, you need to find what you want to do with your life because you can't just base your life around one person. You can't." Wow. So she said, "I see something in your twenty fourth year." So I was twenty two. She goes, right. "I see something in your twenty fourth year. You're gonna find something." And it's the thing that's that's it's going to click and it's going to be like, oh, this is what I meant to do. Right. And she's like, and it's in the arts and I don't know what it is. What? She's like, I know she's like she said, you know, like there are people that can sing and some people can sing really good, but they'll only go to karaoke. Right. Right. But there's some people that sing so well and they'll just go far. She's like, wow. you're going to find something. I d- she's like, I don't know if it's singing. I don't know if it's acting, but she's like, but you're you going to find like something. In the performance arts. Yeah. And then I started comedy when I was 24 and it wasn't like. Wow. It wasn't a, I don't think it was a coincidence. I don't, or even if it just was planted in my head, because a lot of, there's people that don't believe in psychics. I 100% do. Yeah. But I also feel like I, I have a psychic ability. Like people will call it, people, <laughs> don't fucking laugh at me, bitch. <laughs> people will call it your gut feeling. Right. Like but, an instinct. But yeah. someone else, like I saw another psychic, they're like, you have a very strong psychic ability. Like you, right. so whenever your gut tells you something, always listen to it because it's right. But yeah, so they said I would start something in my 24th year, and I found it. And so I, then I started comedy, and then I found that tape where, because they recorded the 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 reading. Yeah, and I listened to it again, and I'm like, because I was like, I think that they said 24. <laughs> so I went back and I listened. I'm like, and this was when I was like about three or four years into comedy. Like I was into it. Oh wow! Okay. And then I was like, because I because I was like, I love this so much. It's so awesome. I'm gonna do this forever. It's always gonna make me happy. Right. <laughs> that was that's that excitement <laughs> of the beginning of your comedy career. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and I listened to it, and, sh- and she said twenty fourth year, and I was like, "Holy fuck, that bitch wow, was right!" Right on the money. And whether she planted it in my head, or whether it was like just like a real thing, it was a real. I was just like, "Holy shit!" So now that, I that's yeah, that's pretty. That's sometimes pretty when I think on, like right? I'm not gonna quit comedy, I'm like, "No, the psychic said this is what I was supposed to do." <laughs> yeah, she read my cards. Yeah, and my palm. I think maybe there's a place I always go in Edmonton called the Russian Tea House. Oh really? And it's like it's like a tea like. The food and stuff is okay, but they right. uh, but they have like psychic readings, and they always have, and I always like going there because it's like a different person. Like I don't want to go to the same psychic over and over because then I feel like no, this person knows me too well. Right. I right. want to go. I guess to a that's different true. Person. They could. Yeah, I guess they could. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. I don't care if people think I'm crazy. I believe in that shit. No, you know what? I think th- I think there's some I think there's some v- like validity to it, and, and I think that like. I think that people are easy to dismiss crazy shit if they think that it's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but I think that like when it happens or when someone calls it calls it and you're just like, Holy shit, like that is kind of a I think that there is a sixth sense. Like people have that sense too. Everybody and I think has it's just it. it's some people it's developed more than it yeah. is in others. Everybody's ha- has that sixth sense within themselves. Everybody like when you were like when you were a kid, sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like even like when, when you were a kid, uh, before like cell phones or caller ID was out, yeah. the phone would ring, and you would know who you it just was. knew who it was. Yeah. Or you've had a feeling you're gonna run into somebody you know, at or some even time you're or driving down the road and you're like, uh, you start singing single ladies and then it comes on. You're like, right, we right. And that's happened to every. I know every. I don't think there's one person that that yeah, hasn't. And I think to. those are just little hints of. Yeah. It's specifically single specific, ladies yeah, it's every like the time. Exact song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, 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 oh my God! It's on. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's all the time. No, but like, I think there is something to that, and I think it just happens to be developed more in other people yeah. than it is in everybody. Or and I think that I think you, it's up to you if you want to develop, if you want to listen. Right. Like I've had my gut tell me, "Do not date this guy." Really. Do not go on more dates with this guy. He's horrible. And then I'm just like, "Yay, I'm gonna go on more <laughs> dates with this guy." <laughs> You're <laughs> like, my gut's telling me I should take a chance on you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what? I had one experience uh, one time uh, when I was in Calgary. This was years ago. Um, and I was driving my truck uh, across this intersection. And there was it was like a double I- intersection, but it had train tracks in the middle. And I was driving. It was at night. And I don't know why the guards didn't come down or anything. It just something inside of me said, like, I should stop at these tracks. And... I stopped and there was like no train or nothing. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I just kind of took took the time to look or whatever. And then I drove a little bit and I was like, I don't know why, but it was just like, I did not want to proceed through this intersection. And it was a green fucking light and I just stopped and this 18 wheeler just goes flying through on a red light. Shit. It was like one o'clock in the morning. Like he probably just thought nobody would, I don't know what he was thinking or yeah. if he was sleeping or whatever, yeah. but I literally would have been killed 10 feet more Fuck. if I didn't stop. And See, I had a green shit light. Shit like that. Right? Shit like that. It's somebody or something trying to keep you safe. Something. And my yeah. mom is like a, my mom is big into this stuff too, so I probably is get it from her. But like, my mom believes, because her mom passed away when she was, I believe, like 13. Wow. She believes that she, like her mother is a guardian angel. Is like kind of I'll helping her, telling her what Definitely to do watching, so. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's a pretty sweet. weird thing. It, it is. It's a, yeah, it is a very And I'm not thing. religious at all. But I do believe you don't in go like to church or nothing. Eh? Never have no? my family. Never we never never big into it. No, my mom's like I don't know if she's atheist or agnostic. I don't know the difference between the two. But like, um, yeah, my dad is Buddhist. I think atheist is like I don't believe in God. I, I think believe in anything. Is I don't think there is a God. No, I think it doesn't agnostic. And agnostic is like I believe in a higher power, but I don't know if it's God. Oh, okay. okay. I think that's what it means. Yeah. But my dad is Buddhist. Is he really? Yeah. I really dig that. Yeah, it's an it's interesting. Good, uh, yeah, like, were you born into that? Like, was your dad nope. into that? Like, when when you were born, or is that something that he got into? When I was born, he was interested in it, but he never. Like, I mean, it was the '80s in Canada. Like, not a lot of people were Buddhist. That <laughs> <They> were <laughs> not a lot of white men were landscape. Buddhist. Yeah, here I guess was not. You yeah, know, that wasn't the big thing back then. In Edmonton, even like that's not a very like. Wow. So, so yeah. it's something that he kind of just. Well, he always wanted to about? be a vegetarian. Right. And then, so he became a vegetarian. And I remember when my parents separated, and my mom was like, oh, well, you can go to do your Buddhist stuff now, because I guess he must have always wanted to do it. Wow. So my dad went to a place in Northern California called Shasta Abbey. By Mount uh, Shasta? Yeah. Wow. And he went and stayed there for uh, over a month, and he was like a, he was like a monk. He didn't speak. What? Yeah. I have to ask my dad more. I should have my mom on my podcast. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. So Wait a second. Okay. Let's. You know what? Because I realized it's like as as we're sitting here talking, um, I don't know your personal life. Like <gasps> I think the first the first episode we tackled more of the career end of things. Yeah. 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 And uh, and I think this this is interesting because uh, I obviously we're friends like in personal lives like we've spent time hanging out and stuff yeah. like that. But I, I, yeah, I realize that. Like, I don't know a lot about your, like, I know you have a brother, and yeah. I know that your family lives in Edmonton, but I don't know the background here. Like, yeah. that's fascinating. So, w- so okay, so tell me more about, wh- like, what was happening at this time uh, when your parents split up? Like, I was, like, 14 or 15, I think, when they finally split up, they should have split up about 10 years prior. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, my parents were not. They just didn't get, get along or what? No, it was not, a, it was not, a, like, a. Happy. It's not like they weren't loving. They weren't loving towards each other. Right. Like, I never saw my parents, like, kiss or. Right. And they slept apart forever. Right. For as long as I can remember. So, that was, like, they finally split up. And, because they had that thing, like, oh, we should stay together till the kids are at least out of high school, which, let me tell you right now, as bad a kid idea. that went through this, it's a really bad idea. Is that just because, like, you see your parents fighting and shit all the time? Oh, I never it's saw. It's just not being affectionate or. I never saw what, like, real love was, was on a daily basis. Right. Like, I had my grandparents who were together forever. Right. They were together. And then I had some aunts and uncles that were had a really good, strong relationship. But I never saw it on a daily basis. Like. Yeah. It's almost like modeling a relationship that you shouldn't have instead of trying to keep yeah. it together for the kid because you think it's yeah, better so for them to see. Yeah, so when I meet people yeah. and they're like, oh, I, we hate each other, but we're just going to keep I'm like, you're you're damaging your kid. 
right. worse than you would ever damage them if you split up. Right. Because if you split up when the kid is two or three or four, they're not going to know what happened. Right. You might have an opportunity to find someone else. Sure. Faster. Yeah. The older you get, the probably the harder it is to find people. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's just not healthy. So did your parents end up getting back together? No, no, no. My dad remarried. Uh, probably he he got remarried, or he was in a relationship pretty quick after my parents separated. My really? dad's just the kind of person that needs somebody to take care of him. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. mom. Like I'm kind of like that too, though. Yeah, <laughs> you need, but I totally, I totally <laughs> see that because I know your wife, yeah. and she's a strong fucking woman. Yeah, and that's the same way. I hope my brother doesn't listen to this because I don't think he's not a provider, but like he he is a very He's an amazing dad, amazing husband, but my sister-in-law is a ballsy lady that right. takes charge. Take my mom was a ballsy lady yeah. that took charge. Yeah. My stepmom is still a take charge woman. Yep. Uh, like I like you have that same thing where you just yeah. need somebody to be like, "Listen, this is what we're doing." Yes, and I I need to have someone in my life that kind of uh brings me down to reality once in yeah. a while because I'm a fucking dreamer. Like I'm I'm big on like and everything is going to work out. You know what I mean? Like everything will work out in the end. And then, but someone needs to be like, no motherfucker, you need to have this done yeah. in order for this to become a realization. Like yeah. you need to manage your money better. You need to be more organized. You That's need why to your do wife those kicks things, ass. Right? <laughs> I love yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's it's great to have a yin to your yang. You know it's what I true. mean? It, it, I think you need that. I think that's why really I like, do. I would need, I need a guy that's going to be, that's like, uh, I do need a guy that was like, let me take care of shit for you. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been taking care of shit for myself my whole life. Right. So, like, whenever I date a guy and he can't take care of me, then I'm just like, fuck, not another one. I think uh, I think it's a good quality, though. I think it's a good quality. Oh, it is a good quality, but I'm sick of it. (laughs) No, no, but no, like, on, on the other end of things, it's like, I used to be, because, I mean, I think about it, like, I've only been with my girlfriend for three years now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... So it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, we knew each other, you know, years back, but uh, didn't become a relationship until, you know, three or four years or three years ago, I think. now yeah. Three or four years ago. Any, anyway, um, but like I think about it, and I'm like, OK, well, I mean, I was, you know, I managed my life before that and I, you know, was able to do things and, you know, I got along fine and I yeah. survived and everything. But when you hook up with someone who kind of gets your shit together for you. It's amazing. It, it is amazing because yeah. I'm like 38, 39 and I'm like. I thought I had my shit together, yeah. but clearly I didn't because someone, you know, like, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, so these are called vacations. You can go on these things once yeah, in a while you and don't you have, have to money do to do comedy to do a vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I went uh, to Mexico, I'm jumping all over the place. I went to Mexico with a bunch of comics. Right. And I was probably about five years into my comedy career and they were a lot longer in. Right. And uh, I was like, um, when we got there, they were like, nobody says that they're a comic here. We're all in advertising or we're all in this and that. And at that point, I was still excited to be a comic. So I was like, why not? I'm really excited. I want everybody to know I'm a comic. And they're like, no. But now at this point, I get it where you just want to go somewhere and not like have to be telling a joke or be funny all the time or or answer questions about comedy or talk about comedy. Exactly. Sometimes people will hang out and all they want to do is talk about comedy. And I'm just like, but I just... Yeah, I'm. I don't. My whole life is not comedy. How was that? Like, have you found? uh, And I know we are jumping all over the place because I want to hear more about your uh, family. But um, uh, does that transfer over to your personal life? Is that that the reason why you don't date comics and stuff? Well, I don't date comics because they're fuckheads. (laughs) Let's be honest. Even female ones. I'm a fuckhead. Isn't that a pretty big generalization, though? Like all male comics are fuckheads. Not all them, but no. no. But I mean, like quite a few. The numbers (laughs) are high. What like For what fuckery. if it was, uh, but what if it was like a very, uh, uh, well I don't know who to even use that as an example who's got their shit together. There is yeah, yeah. there's no. Rebu- I guess I'll just accept that. I just for me I get it. I know comics that da- are dating comics or have are married another comic, but it's f- like. I don't want to have to deal with one time I dated a comic and then I got something and he didn't get it and I felt shitty that I got it. I don't want to have to deal with that ever again. You don't want to compete. I don't like the competition, and I always find that when the woman is the funnier one, in it's more painful and more difficult. Right. N- and I'm not even just saying funnier, but more successful or is doing more. Right. And it, and also, I've seen it happen where female comics will date a comic, and then everybody's friends, and then they break up, and then suddenly the female comic stands alone because yeah. all the boys are hanging out with their bro and be like, ah, oh, bro. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and as sensitive as some of these new male comics pretend to be, I still see it all the time. Do you? And I just like... 
and it's just shitty like trust issues with comics i've been around comics i don't want to dig i don't want to be Oh, he's on the road. Okay, he's in Montreal. Great. He's fucking other women right now. He's <laughs> fucking a prostitute. But, do you, right but now. do you think that that's is that difficult? Because I mean, I don't I don't have that perspective. I I've never been a comic. But have you had that experience of flipped on you, like for the guy being super in insecure with you, like no, even uh, in, like the guy if he's not a comic? Maybe my long term ones, like my last super serious relationship with this guy that i don't talk with anymore but we dated for four years right. when he broke up with me he said I, i'm i'm too good for him and that bothered me because if i was too good for you then why did you date me for four years yeah like yeah if, and he's like oh you're going on to bigger and better things well no i don't want somebody to abandon me in the middle of it i want somebody to like come with me like that's like i always say that like i always say that it's like the important part about having uh, a spouse is that uh, like I have a friend of mine, Mark uh, Pavlich, who who used to run this big mixed martial art organization in Edmonton called the Maximum Fighting Championship. Mm -hmm. And his wife, like I look at him and his wife, they've been together for, I don't know, 30 years or something like that. And I, I always like I'm always envious, not envious because my girlfriend is, is like that. She's got that uh, thing about her. But it's really important to have a spouse who's not going to be like. Oh, well, I don't know if that's going to work out. And I don't know if that's, you're going to make any money on that. Or yeah. like a constant fucking downer. Whereas the other type of spouse is like my buddy Mark uh, and my girlfriend, uh, or Mark's wife, sorry, is like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to put on a comedy show. And their first instinct is to, well, I'm going to hang posters for you. Or I'm going to sell tickets yeah. or I'm going to handle the Support. bookings or, you know what I mean? Like, I'll do whatever you need to yeah. help me, like to help this happen. And there's a lot of people that look at, you know, in those relationships where it is a competitive thing or it's always like, I don't know, like, you know, you're wasting your time or, or you know, or and the flip side of that is you're too good. You're too good for me yeah. or you're on to bigger and better things. Or you're going to leave me behind or you're going to, you know, f you're going to become famous and you'll just fucking forget about me or whatever. Yeah. Do you is that is that what you think where that guy was kind of coming from? Maybe. I don't know. I think that like we loved each other a lot, but like I made a few mistakes in that relationship just because I'm I get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about like I, whenever we would get drunk I'd be like let's have a threesome with that guy <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean I think I was the I, exact opposite with the guy now that I see who he's sure. with I'm like he just wanted like uh, like a simple life with a nice wife and some kids like that's what some he like normalcy yeah and I did not want that You're not gonna settle for the I, that's not what I've ever wanted maybe when I'm 40 I'll adopt a bunch of goats or something right right but <laughs> But no, like, and plus when you date a male comic, like, again, I don't want to sit and bitch about comedy all the time. Right. I've never been on one road trip with another comic where we didn't bitch about comedy for 75% of that <laughs> ride. And it ha it's just the what happens because you get together in a small space, you say, oh, this, this, this. And but don't you think that's like dipping your toe in what, r like, reality is for nine to fivers every day yeah, is but, that like when you when you go to your cubicle you shit talk or you go to lunch with somebody totally. and you're just like fuck the office but man. that's the same reason why if i was in an office fuck i Reagan wouldn't sales. date someone in that office because i don't want to take that home with me exactly. all the time i want yeah. to have a different life right and that's like one thing that like you lose when you first start comedy because you get so into it and you're out every night like i lost i didn't lose all my friends from before comedy but i like lost touch right and I still kind of have lost touch with some of them, and I have, like, a lot of comedy friends. But, like, my yeah. real-life friends, it's, like, mostly because when you move to a city and you're a comic, then you, it's hard to meet real-life friends. Yeah, it's kind of like joining a sports yeah. team is getting yeah. in with the locals, right? Yeah. The amateurs so or whatever. Exactly. So all of my yeah. friends that I grew up with and that I love are in Edmonton, mm -hmm. which is a struggle for me because, like, I really miss that. I miss, right. like, some of my friends there that have nothing to do with comedy that are just we just go out and have fun and we don't we yeah i met time. one of your friends there the the, the 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 mom with the uh the kids she the came to visit you she uh she's you were like she in was Calgary? like your best friend no this was in edmonton oh you met jana jana yeah you yeah met, when did you meet ja oh yeah at the taping yeah the taping oh, yeah. yeah i didn't I want to say that on yeah the face, we so can say it okay. i don't know if anything yeah. will ever come from it so but um yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That, but that's just that's like a total like mom like totally normal life, her. and it's yeah. that's probably the group of friends that you're talking about. Yeah, that type and of I miss their like I want to see what their life is right. like because my life is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I love my life, but it's weird. Well, getting back to that whole famous thing, I mean, do you really think? Because uh, how old are you now, if you don't mind? Thirty five. Thirty five. See, I was just having this conversation, uh, and I swear to God, no, no fucking word of a lie. Uh, Right after your show in Calgary, 
somebody said, do you think Kathleen McGee is going to make it? Do you think she's going to become, like, super famous? Who the fuck said that? <laughs> <laughs> I promise to protect you. No. Uh, and I, there was, like, without a doubt in my mind, and I'm not just kissing ass here. I got no fucking reason to. I, couldn't, I didn't even have to bring up the fucking story. But bottom line, 100%, immediately, yes. I believe that you will become crazy famous. That's nice. Don't make me cry. <laughs> No, no, I'm serious though. But I vote like, but because I've seen comedians go into a room and I've seen them do their craft, and there's a lot of comedians that are fucking amazing. And and don't get me wrong, but uh, there's something different about certain comedians that when they get on stage and you see them run a fucking room, that you're just blown away to a different level. Mm-hmm. And I see that with you, and I see that with probably a handful of people that I've had the opportunity to see across Canada. Yeah. I've seen them just go up there and they just they just got what it takes. And, and it's just it's a different feeling. Um but yeah, I there's no there's never a doubt in my mind with that. Well, that's and good. it's just it's a weird thing because because uh, like the person was like, I feel the same way. I was interested to find out like your honest thoughts on Aww. it. And I was like, Yeah, I a hundred percent it's a, it's just a different feeling seeing a headliner come in and they kinda do a set and it's great or whatever. But I remember I did a little bit of recording of your set when you were at uh, that first time we met. Yeah, 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 and it was just, it just like knocked it out of the park, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like that's something. And then you came back, and I remember you hosted. I think you did comedy Monday night. Uh, you hosted for uh, James, and uh, and you just annihilated. It was that. It was that one where you, it was like the the black eyes. Oh at the my table. god, that was such a fun show. <laughs> it was a oh great my god, show. That was like, but that was like comedy. God's just. She just put a a golden turd in front of me, <laughs> like it was in, it was, and nobody was saying anything to this table. It was like three black guys yeah, and three, three white super chicks. white chicks, yeah, like like, and like Swedish Icelandic. Yeah, I'm like, white how chicks? is nobody yeah. commenting on this shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah and you those, brought them on and stage, and, and they were the best. And those guys had the best sense of humor. Yeah, I just don't like I I know that this is all I'm supposed to do because I remember when I, we got that audition and I did the self and I've never heard back. <laughs> I'm not a good actress, but I you guess. Know what, though? I, don't I don't know. see that's that that's the funny part is that I think like a comedian or an artist in general, when they think of an experience like like that, they say, "Oh, I never heard back, or I never got the part." Yeah. Whereas, like myself as an agent or as a manager, I think of, "I'm so fucking happy that they heard of you and they're asking for you to do it." Yeah. Yeah. You know me I mean? too. That that's a good. That's a way better perspective than that's, my perspective. Yeah. Like I didn't get it. That's a way more positive way. Yeah, of like looking. like <laughs> a, a, a famous casting director calls and, and is like, about "I want to get Kathleen to do an audition." Yeah. So it, it's just. To I think me, I would have done better if I had done it. In, I knew as soon as I said tape it, I'm like, I can't tape. I need people need to it's meet me. It's difficult. Yeah. People you need gotta, to meet you me. Meet Every person. audition I've had where I meet the people, I almost always it. get it just because yeah. they they like me. But absolutely, that's weird. And yeah. I remember when I did the first Russell Peters show when I won that contest. Right. And I've, I remember I waited. I'm like, I think I won it in October. And I didn't get to do it till June. Like, I was right. like, when am I going to get to fucking do this? <laughs> I was just like, when is this ever going to happen? <laughs> and it finally mm. happened. And I got to go to Windsor. And I got to do the, the Caesars Palace. And it was yeah. 5,000 people. Holy and I remember shit. his brother pulling me aside before. And he said, just don't be nervous. He's like... And Clayton is the nicest human being alive. I fucking love him. Yeah. And he loves me because they always called him Tits McGee. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't like it. So then I came along. He's like, fucking finally. But Russell calls me T McGee. So you know what's funny tits. is that because uh, you, you brought me around those those yeah, guys. Yeah. I got to I got to meet them. Um, but like when I walked in the room, Clayton has this real like uh, Russell Simmons uh, executive producer. Yeah, vibe he's just too. cool. He's just cool, laid back, dude. Yeah. And he just has this real calming effect on people. Yeah, like he does. no matter how nervous you are, you yeah. can't be nervous around that guy. Yeah, that's so that's what he did. He pulled me aside and he goes, So don't be nervous. He's yeah. like, Have fun. Right. Go slow. Yeah. Because it's a big room. And sure. that was like his best advice was go slow. And he but he's just like, Go out, have fun, be yourself. And so I did and I remember that set. I still I can remember that set hundred percent. Because I remember I told uh I had this joke, um, Oh, where I say like uh, white guys always. Uh, oh no, I like black guys because they're they like a woman of chunk. Right. And then they like, <laughs> and they like say things like they take care. Of, Go ahead, have that second hot dog. <laughs> Pay for it, but you can have it. And that room erupted, and I got an applause break <laughs> from five thousand people. That must have been fucking exhilarating. I nearly pissed my pants. Yeah. And it was 
I was just like on cloud nine. That was so incredibly amazing. And I remember talking to Russell after and he was like, did you have fun? I'm like, yeah, I fucking had fun. That was incredible. And he goes, would you, do you want to do this kind of thing one day? I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and he's like, you will. And that was the first time that he ever saw me and ever met me. And I'll never wow. forget that. Like, that's like little like word, like, I'm like I'll st- I always cry on your fucking podcast. I know. That's okay though. But like. It's all about feelings we're talking about. But whenever like somebody that like you look up to or that you idolized uh, like gives you validation for what you're doing. Right. You're like, oh, well, I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm not delusional. Right. Right. It's just good. Like the same thing with Mike McDonald. He he didn't want me. He probably don't tell people. He came to all my shows in Ottawa. That meant like the world That's to a me huge thing. because I grew up watching him on TV. Yeah. And I think he's amazing. That but must that must be such an amazing feeling to get uh, accolades. Not only accolades, but that confidence boost from people that you look up to. Though. Yeah, but you can't say anything about it in Canada because people because people shit on you. People think that you're full of yourself or. Yeah, you know, I've been studying that whole thing. I have a lot of people that I know don't like me because I'm I'm proud of myself. Right, right. <laughs> I'm happy when I achieve things. You know what? But that's something that's been like a reoccurring theme uh, on this podcast uh, about uh, I've been kind of that search for, and I've experienced that myself, so I, I have that where um, either somebody comes up faster than you or somebody does something before yeah. you or somebody gets something uh, that you, for some reason, think that you were owed. It's some weird dichotomy with somebody yeah. that feels like you're taking from them. Yeah, w- I and and I get jealous all the time. And if there's a comic out there that says they don't get jealous, they're a fucking liar. For sure, they're fucking lying about it because yeah. everybody, you see somebody doing something, you're like, you get jealous of them. But I've gotten better at just saying, well, they're not Kathleen McGee. Right. They they don't know my jokes. They don't right. know me. They're not me. Yeah. So this just wasn't meant for me. Right. I'm right. And I always have to say that to myself. Otherwise, I'll I'll just. But you know what? Th- but that's why I think it doesn't make sense to me that someone like yourself will say that about like not becoming the huge star or like becoming famous. Like when we d- when you did that show at, at uh, Gray Eagle with Russell Peters, um, I stood backstage with Russell and Clayton. Yeah. And they were watching you on the monitor because yeah. they do all their video setup and stuff back there. And Russell was like fucking like crying he was laughing oh, so hard that's so good. and i was just like i he kept looking so over i look i kept looking over and i was like trying to sneak <laughs> like you're, like you don't want to be an asshole no, don't and, like ruin joke. the experience yeah. of, you know what i mean like being able to hang out with those types of people but so i just kind of was like i'm just gonna enjoy this moment yeah. and, and 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 have it and he was just like oh my holy shit like just laughing <laughs> and clayton was howling and good everybody was just fucking you know having a great time and i was just like so when you get that and then you get someone telling you those things. Yeah. And then you go up in front of a 5,000 audience and you get an applause break. Yeah. And you get all those types of things. Uh, how can you not think that it's just a matter of exposure? That's it. It's because just I'm a matter of getting through weekend. the masses. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think? Like, because I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, but do you think that that's, that's just part of the thing? I mean, like, do you think that's just part of it? I mean, like, you look at comics, like, I mean, you know, all the time. And you surround, like, it's like, it's this... It's like this thing. Like people really didn't start appreciating. I don't think Louis C.K. until about oh, yeah. five or six years ago. I I know I'm still like I'm a dozen years in almost, right. and it's like not even that's not even anything. Twenty years in, if I was at twenty years in, and I'm living with two male comics in their twenties, right? Kill me. Exactly. Not that exactly. I don't love my roommates. I think they're great, but right, like right. I'm an adult woman. I sure. I got to f- get my shit together at some point. I don't <laughs> think it's a matter of if. I think it's a matter of when because I think it's just a matter of exposure, right? It's like saying, I, I always kind of use this weird math in my head. I, just, I always do this weird shit where it's like, okay, like I'll get self-conscious. Be like, I'm not a handsome guy. I'm not a good-looking guy. And then like I might not be you know, TV-worthy. But if you put my picture out in front of 25 million people, I would probably get two or three million people that would be like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's a good-looking good dude. Or, you know, he's, yeah. you know, she's funny. or she like. So I think it's just a matter of introducing you to the masses that's you need all to find a is, rich right? man or woman <laughs> to project that you. wants to give me <laughs> the funds to put together my own theater tours in canada yes the problem with canada though is they don't want you unless you have some sort of television credit especially in the states right and so and and rightfully so people don't know who i am mm-hmm. but 
I'm building, uh, like, but it's just taking for fucking ever. Yeah, like that's constantly. The, that's the hard part, right? Yeah, like I'm starting to like see but I return think part fans of that, of right? But I think part of that is the organization of comedy, and yeah. I think that's the thing that most comedians don't talk about a lot. Oh, and Canada, I think it's, it's about having somebody <laughs> in your helping your career that's organized, yeah. that kind of you know knows to say like, okay, we need to do certain things. We need to build a fan mailing list. We yeah. need to do a proper website. We need to do all these types of things that kind of that be like, okay, there's got to be some consistency in the career for people to come back to to know it's not just a name on a poster. Yeah, that's like a Canadian thing. How do thing. I connect with this comedian? It is. Right? Like, people don't want, like, uh, like you, when I, I, just being in Edmonton when I started, and all the comic strip comics would come through. Right. And they were all American, mostly. And everyone would come through with merch. Even if they brought a middle, sometimes they would have merch. Right. Or this or that, or they'd be like, pushing their social medias and da 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 right and like i push my social media you really do it's and great i know that the people that like i know because i've they've said you you post too much i'm like fuck you then don't follow me i don't right. care like right. i'm not posting for you then clearly yeah exactly but but canadians just have this stupid humbleness about us where we refuse to like be proud of ourselves and and have a small ego you mm -hmm. don't have, to have a gigantic ego where you become right. a dick but yeah, like yeah. if I'm doing well on tours and I'm, I've had some good shows, I'm going to post I had good shows. Absolutely. And I think, like, I, I just did a podcast with uh, Angelo Sarukas. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's I great. He's such a good, good dude. And, and we talked about that. I was like, you know what? Like, you've been around the business for a long time. And, uh, you know, like, it's impressive to see somebody. Because a lot of people, like, uh, they don't embrace technology they don't embrace social media they don't do all those types of yeah. things and and i know we're kind of getting into different waters but i wanted to take at least 10 minutes to talk about this with someone who is a veteran in the comedy business because there's a lot of young comedians that listen to this podcast a lot of brand new ones that listen to it and and try to get advice little and stuff like comedy that. babies little comedy babies i fucking love comedy babies yeah, i love all the comedy babies until they're like there. six months in they're like i should be headlining <laughs> then go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> then the lion comes out of the den, shit. right? <laughs> little piece <laughs> like, of shit. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but no, like, I, I think that uh, I lost my train of thought on that one. Sorry. But, uh, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. But um, but no, like, uh, with... How to utilize social media? Yeah, yeah. Like, like watching someone like Angelo evolve with technology yeah. is, is dynamite to see. And we talked about that because he was like... I sold out an entire tour in Australia just off of Twitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and Joe so Rogan can tweet, I'm going this place at this time, and it will sell out immediately. He doesn't yeah. have to do advertising. Exactly. exactly. It's amazing. It's, it's such a great tool. And that's why I always tell comics, I'm, they're like, well, Twitter's boring. I'm like, yeah, because you have 30 followers. Right. But you just keep doing it. Keep going. You keep on going. Keep doing it. Like, I think I joined in, like, 2009. Wow. And I, I've got 5,000 followers or something. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's not a lot for being on it for as long but as no, I've no, been. But, but if you think about it, though, I mean, like, you've got, you know, over 6,000 people that are listening to your podcast. Yeah. You've got, you know, 5,000 followers on uh, Twitter. Like, that's how it starts. Like, that's how it grows, yeah. right? And that's, that's, th that, well, that's, <laughs> but that's why comedy is cool now, because you don't have to sit around and wait for validation from Yuck Yucks. Right. Or from right. the comedy mix. Sure. If you're funny, people will find people you. People will find you. And, yeah. and I think that it says something. Uh, in this business that, that like to have the access I mean like before like remember like when we like you know when we were kids like if you like somebody on TV or if you liked a comedian like there, it just like it wouldn't even enter your fucking like membrane as I could ever meet this person or talk to like have a conversation yeah. with this person and now people have access to like people you know tweet to their comedians people have conversations with people they have political discussions they have all these types of interactions i think being accessible to people is the like the cornerstone of building those relationships yeah. you know what i mean it's it's crazy but you do that though you have a great like i think that's the start of that following like i'm just like literally blown away and grateful when anyone ever wants to take a picture with me yeah. after a show or like they just come up to me and say I love you like I yeah my brother and my sister in law came yeah. to see your show and they were like can we take a picture with you? Yeah, of course <laughs> I'm like she'll come to your house for a barbecue yeah I will invite her over for crazy I had these people this cute couple in Halifax uh, she I think she commented she's like when are you gonna be in Halifax next I'm like this weekend she's like what <laughs> so she and her husband like they live just outside of Halifax uh, and she's like we live on the ocean so next time wow. you come here you've got to come over we'll take you out on the boat we'll go fishing and I was like she's like if you want I'm like if I want that sounds amazing people pay hundreds yeah. of dollars just to do just that. To have that that experience and like I've had so many cool like 
life experiences just from comedy, just from touring and like people wanting yeah. to show you a good time and have fun and hang out. I mean, I've I've slept with guys that I should have never slept <laughs> with. You know what I mean? Like, wow, I can't believe this guy wants to fuck me. <laughs> He's really good looking. <laughs> and then I, Thank I, you, I well, and then I like totally like subconsciously sabotage everything. But <laughs> I remember like I had sex with this guy like, and he looked like a little lumberjack, and he was like, I, I like you know what I like. Yeah, you like the beards, beards and the, yeah. the chubby beards. Yeah. But this guy was like a very handsome bearded, like not like not what I would usually pull. And I remember just the whole time thinking. Oh, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, he's fucking me because I'm like, he probably thinks I'm so gross. <laughs> You're getting self-consciously fucked. In the middle of it. And then I'm like, can you go, please? You've got to leave now. <laughs> Kicked him out? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even want to sleep with him. <laughs> fucking Jane Stanton. Has she been on this podcast? No. She's no. amazing. She's Jane a Stanton. Jane Stanton. She's a comic here in Vancouver. She's oh, hilarious. Okay. Yeah. She and I did this show together. And we like they, they put you up in this golf resort. And it's like a beautiful thing. And I brought my friend with me but it was a suite so it was like if I oh was nice yeah. so i had like a hot tub and a fireplace oh, wow. in my room holy shit <laughs> that's a dynamite and this guy just kind of like he was super cute but he just kept on like hovering around after and then jane's like i think he wants to talk to you and then uh we started talking we we're just sitting and talking and then jane's like standing behind him <laughs> like you should fuck him <laughs> if you don't fuck him i'm going to kill you and then she basically peer pressured me into fucking no. him. <laughs> like I didn't even want to take him back. Like I was just like oh too self-conscious. I thought he was way too hot for me. That's hilarious. It was really weird. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing this, Kathleen. Thank you. I love doing this. This was great. It's been a long time it since was we sat down yeah. and, and had a proper chat on a podcast. So I'm glad. And congrats w- with all the success of your show as well. It's amazing. I I wouldn't have that show without you. Well, thank you. You're my producer, much. and I, I literally. I literally would not have that podcast without you, so thank you. All right, my dear. Thank you very much for doing the show. All right, folks, and there you have it, the Kathleen McGee episode, a little follow-up to our first interview a couple years back, and man, it was a great, great episode. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for doing the show again with us, and uh, hey, congrats again on your podcast, Kathleen McGee's a Hot Mess, one of the top-rated shows on iTunes, very funny, great guest, fantastic host, and again, thank you very much for coming on the show. Check it out, kathleenmcgee.ca, or just go on iTunes, and uh, you can find it. Uh, Hey, lots of great interviews coming up. I promise you that. And I'm looking forward to seeing you, Toronto. I expect uh, glitter and, uh, you know, those little string pop things you pop when I get in at the train station. Okay, forget it. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing my homies out there. On behalf of the entire crew over here at Yuck Yucks, I'm your host, Jake Hirsch. Mr. Mark Breslin, executive producer Kira Williams, our webmaster Camille Argue, and of course her wonderful husband Lane Argue, who does all the guitar intro drops for this podcast. Check him out, LaneArguGuitar.com. Till then, we will see you next week. <laughs>